0: and I have seen it played out in my life. I have seen how God is taking the broken things of my life that the enemy wants to constantly accuse me of and keep me bound by, but God is lovingly taking those things and redeeming them.
1: Hey friend, we are on a Jesus journey. There is a good chance you are coming to Him with a load of religious baggage in tow. But I want you to know that God doesn't make mistakes. He will use those experiences to grow your faith in amazing ways if we let Him. From ex-Mormon lost for 20 years to born again, He is still working on me every single day. Here we are learning honest answers to help us to build that relationship with our Creator. But we're not stopping there friends we are finding faith living faith and learning to use our spiritual and creative god-given gifts to share that faith as philippians 2:13 says for it is god who works in you to will and to act to fulfill his great purpose you are not alone he loves you and his wisdom from above brings peace into our hearts and lives when we walk with him because we are not ready to give up on jesus after religion this is finding faith above For those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8:28. You know how much I love Romans. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking to Carla Arges, and she is just such a light. You guys are going to love her. You are strong enough, big enough. You are enough. The self-help world is so full of these affirmations. But what if I tell you that the world of self-help, well, they have it all wrong. But today, I don't want you to have to take my word for it. Today, we're going to be talking to Carla, who is the host of the podcast and Ministry Affirming Truths, where she brings the kind of affirmations that actually work, faith-based and rooted in building a relationship with our creator. You are going to love this one. Today, we are going to break down that question, are we truly enough? What affirmations actually do speak and transform our soul. Here we go. I am really excited to get into this podcast because this is a topic that is going to really speak to you ladies. And Carla has a lot of amazing things that she's going to be able to help you with in uh, kind of navigating this road that you're on this faith journey. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me on our uh, finding faith above podcast. We really just focus on the stories because you never know what someone needs to hear in order to bring them to Jesus. And I know all of you ladies, you're walking this journey right now. And some of it is not easy. Some of it is hard. And like I said, I think that this story is really going to, to speak to you guys because Carla's been through some harder things and she has been able to really rely on Christ with that. And it's just beautiful. So I'd like to just open it up to you. First off, tell us who you are and what you do to start with.
0: Thank you. So I'm Carla. I am a wife, a mother to like the best boy. And I am a fellow podcaster for Affirming Truths and just loves sharing with women my heart because you're right. It is a hard journey. There's nothing easy about living for Jesus when the world is constantly trying to tear you down, and your past is constantly being thrown at you by the enemy. There's nothing easy about it, but there is something very rewarding about it. And there is hope and there is joy and there is peace. And that is what I hope to remind your audience of today as they're struggling that. God has something for them. He has a plan and a purpose over their life. There was a time that I didn't think that my life would amount to anything. I didn't even think I would live past 23. And yet God is a God of restoration. And won't he do
1: it? He will. Yes, absolutely. So let's take it back then. I want to start at the beginning of your journey. Tell us a little bit about where things began for you. How did your faith, how was your faith when you were growing up and what did your younger life look like? So
0: I was raised in a Christian home as a kid. I was introduced to Jesus as a kid and had strong faith as a child, but I was also raised with a lot of legalism and a lot of rules right that you it was performance based and that is hard because you can't always perform and I had really attached what I do to my lovability and there's stories of childhood trauma that go into that too and my experiences with my parents but I started off really naive and just loving Jesus And then as a child, things got hard. My family life was not good. There was violence. There was hurt. There was just a lot of brokenness and a lot of darkness. And as I got older, I started to feel a little bit disillusioned with God and wondering where he was and why things had to hurt. That disillusionment coupled with some other things going on underneath the surface that I didn't realize at the time with mental illness led to uh, a suicide attempt when I was 13. I was out living on my own homeless by the time I was 14 and really struggling. I had this void in my heart. I had been raised in a way where you had to earn love. And here I was this broken girl looking to be loved in all the wrong places because she didn't feel like she was deserving of love really and it led to a lot of bad decisions I was trying to numb it with pain with drugs and sex and alcohol and it was a really difficult time in my life I will say, though, that God is a God that knows all. And while I was yet a little girl, he implanted in me the story of the prodigal son. It was a childhood favorite story. I actually asked my parents to read this to me every night before I went to bed. Not the typical childhood story, but God knew that I needed to know that I could come back and that his arms would be open and that there would be celebration and rejoicing and that he loves me. And I was in my early 20s when that story came back to me. And I realized that nothing was going to fill the void because that void was a Jesus-shaped void that only Jesus could fill. And I'd love to say I accepted Jesus back into my heart in my 20s and everything's been rainbows every, ever since. It hasn't. I've walked through struggles. I was, ended up being diagnosed with bipolar and borderline personality disorder. I've walked through some hard stuff. I've had to unlearn, and I'm still unlearning a lot of stuff from my childhood. I'm still healing. But what I've realized is that as I root my identity in Christ, as I fully know who he is, and fully get to know who he's created me to be there's freedom and there is boldness and there is healing and there is future and there is hope and there is passion and joy and just whatever the world wants to throw at you cannot compare to what god has done for me and who he's created me to be in the midst of the chaos of this world
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. That's just so beautiful. I love everything that you're saying. And I've read quite a bit on your website and and the different things that you talk about are just there. It's like you, you get it. And I have such a hard time with this. Sometimes even when I talk to women who say they've come to Christ and I know that everybody's journey is different and they're, they're struggling with different things, but it's that transformation of the heart and that you're looking at life and you're operating from that love in your heart. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you do everything right. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your life looks perfect and that it's blessed and that everything is wonderful. You're still going to go through some hard stuff, but it's that transformation of the heart that really makes the difference. And it just seems like, and everything that you say and everything you write, that's the place that you're operating from. I'm doing a study right now in Habakkuk,
0: and one of the things that I was reading in the study guide, and it was such a great perspective, is sometimes when we're dealt with hard stuff, with the evil of the world, with the trouble of our circumstances, we tend to look at God through our circumstance, when really what we need to do is look at our circumstance through our big, strong, mighty God. And that change in perspective is everything, right? You know, it's hard sometimes to accept the fact that we are walking through hard stuff. We are living in this tension of already done, but not yet realized. There is this tension where their salvation plan is at work, but it's not fully realized here on earth yet. And there's this tension, but we have to cling to the truth of God's character that he is good and he is just and he doesn't experience time the way we experience time. And his thoughts are above, and he only wants good things for his children. And we're clinging to Romans 8, 28, that all things will work out for good to those who love him. Like those, That verse has been a life source to me, and I have seen it played out in my life. I have seen how God is taking the broken things of my life that the enemy wants to constantly accuse me of and keep me bound by but God is lovingly taking those things and redeeming them it has been the catalyst of me being able to reach out to other women it's been the catalyst of me being able to point to Jesus and I've discovered too in some of the hard things I'm walking through like bipolar and borderline it is so tough and sometimes in in early on in my diagnosis I'd be like Lord God why Why, if you are a God of healing, why won't you just heal me? I know you can, but in your sovereignty, you're choosing not to. Why? And I've learned to stop asking why, who am I to question God? But I've learned to remind myself of who God is bigger. And what I've discovered is that this very illness is what actually keeps me tethered to Christ in my own, in my flesh, I am prideful in my own in my flesh I want to do it my way in my own and in my flesh I want to run the show my illness has kept me tethered to Christ reliant on him that in a very real way it's been a blessing because it has saved me from myself as I've been relying on Christ and this is an example of not looking at God through your circumstance but looking at your circumstance through God, you know, even Paul said he had this thorn of the flesh. God chose not to remove it, but there was purpose in it. And there's this tethering. There's this grace and mercy that God extends to us through our hard times. And often that grace and mercy is the very fact of keeping us close to him. And away from the wolves, I remember hearing the story about during the Holocaust, and there was a group of Jewish uh, men in a concentration camp, and they were praying God rescue us from these Nazis, God rescue us from these Nazis, and their little hut got infested with lice. And because of the lice, the Nazi soldiers were staying away from them. And so one person was starting to complain about the the lice. And the other person saw the thing that was bothering them, the thing that was bringing them grief was actually the thing that was being used to bring them release and relief from their oppression of the Nazis, that their camp was spared so much because no one wanted to go near the infestation. And what a way to look at our hard times is our hard times actually bringing us closer to God. God sees the bigger picture.
1: Yes. And trusting him. And sometimes that's so hard for us to do because we want to, and I feel like the world tells us over and over again, that it's all up to us. It's we have this thing inside us that's supposed to conquer everything. I used to uh, eat up all this self-help stuff,
0: but it left me empty. It did not fill. It did not satisfy because at the end of the day, it was lies. I am limited, but glory to God. I serve a limitless God. I am valuable, but praise the Lord. My God is invaluable. I cannot do anything, but thank you, Jesus, that through your sacrifice on the cross and the authority in your name, you've given me, I can conquer all things through Christ Jesus.
1: Yes. And amen. Yes, I wish I could just like that is what this whole podcast started from was when I had that realization moment because I had been operating especially coming from the Mormon church which is so work-based and then operating for 20 some odd years after I left the church thinking I'd left that mindset behind but really I carried that with me because I became a self-help junkie listening to all of that good stuff mm-hmm. like eating it up like I'm going to do this and all it ever did was make me leave me feeling like I, I couldn't achieve. I couldn't actually get to this place that everybody said I could get to because mm-hmm. you can't, it's all up to God. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's the one that transforms us. And yes, I just, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you have on your um, website too, about when you're working through this personal development journey and not relying on what everybody talks about, the affirmations, that it's not affirmations in and of themselves, but the type of affirmations that you see being strong, being capable. What does that mean? You're talking more about affirmations and how that's not the the focus here.
0: Yeah. In the self-help world, when I was in it, it was all these affirmations that focused on self, that focused on ego, that focused on whatever. And I realized That those were the wrong affirmations, that those were the wrong things. I was feeding myself. I was feeding myself a lie. And in doing that, making the enemy really excited because he loves when we leave God out of it. And so what I decided is we need biblically based affirmations. Like we have a very real need to renew our mind, right? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have a job to do to help renew our mind. And so I recognize that removing the lies, replacing the lies with truth was necessary, but it had to be biblical truth. So what are you affirming? What we need to affirm is who God is and he's created to be. I'm not strong, but in my weakness, God is made strong. Hallelujah, right? Like I am not worthy in and of myself, but thank you for the sacrifice that God has done on the cross. He is worthy and he has chosen me as a vessel by which he wants to do good works. And it's switching that mindset, the, the self-help world affirmations to affirming who you are in Christ, affirming the word of God over your life, taking thoughts captive and renewing your mind with the truth of the word. That is what is is what is is. At the crux of everything that I do and that I talk about really in terms of ditching that negative self-talk and being able to operate in your calling means you have to be so deeply rooted in knowing who God is and who you are. Like you have to know that, that you have to put on the full armor of God every day. How are you going to do that with bold courage and trust if you don't know who God is. And if you don't know who you are, like you have to know this, how are you you know, it says that we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle in the heavenlies against powers and principalities. How are you going to go to battle if you don't know who your commander in chief is? And if you don't know the power that he's given you and equipped you to do the work that he's called you to do, you have to know it. You have to affirm those things in your life daily. The enemy daily is going to be attacking you. Your past daily is going to be saying lies to you. You're not enough. You're unlovable. You're too broken. You're not not good enough. You're going to have all this crap, excuse me, coming at you daily that we have to daily and boldly and intentionally speak truth over that. And you're not going to be able to do that if you don't know the word and you're not going to be able to do that if you don't know who God is and how do you get to know him in the word and through the scripture and through prayer and through praise and worship. And so many, people, especially new to faith, or especially coming out of certain faiths where they intellectualize the Bible, like you wouldn't understand it. So we'll tell you what it says. No, you are equipped to learn the Bible by the Holy Spirit. You need to get into the word and don't be overwhelmed or intimidated by it. You don't need a degree in theology to open the Bible. You just need an open heart and a willingness to let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and open your eyes to understanding. And there are so many great resources out there to do that Bible study guides um, from so many reputable Bible teachers that can help you, but you got to know who God is and you got to know who you are in him. So you can stand
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. And that is what I, I tell you ladies every time. And I love the fact that you're telling him too. You have to read his word. If you want to know God, you have to read his word. And just like you said, nobody else can tell you how to interpret God's word in that way. If you open it up, you are equipped to be able to read it. You don't need somebody else to explain to you. Now it can help. It can be wonderful. And all those resources can be super helpful. And the Bible studies can be super helpful. But at the end of the day, it's between you and God that building that relationship through reading his word is just so incredibly important and awesome. And it can grow to amazing places.
0: Yeah. And it's living. I find that when I go through different things or the same thing, but different season, God reveals a new truth and a new application to it. It is living. It's not a book that you read once and you put on the bookshelf and you're done. It's something you need to continue to go to the bread of life.
1: Yes. Cause you'll get something different from it. Even that same exact verse will speak to you in a different way, in a different season of your life. Yeah. And so you have to be open to just listening to what God is telling you. Yes. yes. That's so beautiful. All right Carla, I was wanting to know a little bit more about your podcast and what you do because you also do some speaking with all of that. Tell us a little bit more if people were wanting to find you to get to know more about about your cool things that you're doing. Where can oh, they find you? Thank you.
0: So I host Affirming Truths the podcast and I also do one-on-one mentorship. So if you are a- Christian woman that is struggling to ditch that negative self-talk, is struggling to replace Liza with truth, is looking to build mental resiliency, all while growing in God. I have one-on-one mentorship where I help women do that. And you can find me on my podcast. I also, if you are looking for biblically-based affirmations, I have some beautiful ones too available on my website that were really the catalyst in birthing affirming truth, which is the ministry and my heart behind everything is to help women really root their identity in Christ. So that they can do what they're called to do. Because we all have a calling on your, our lives, whether that's motherhood, whether that's business, whether, whatever it is, we have a calling and we can approach our calling with more boldness
1: and courage and tenacity when we know who we are. I love it. Okay. So one last thing, if you were to go back and talk to yourself, however many years ago, who was at that point of kind of struggling not quite there with Jesus yet, but still kind of at that, that cusp, you know, all of these women are on this transformation journey and they're coming here to find faith. What recommendation would you give them? What suggestions would you give them? What would you go back and tell that girl who is struggling? Uh, how would you advise her to move forward with faith?
0: Honestly, for me, looking back at my old self, just really to needed to know that Jesus loved me that there was no conditions on his love and I needed to embrace that. I didn't have to earn it. I couldn't even earn it and that his grace and mercy was sufficient to me. And so I had to surrender, surrender my hurt, surrender my pain, surrender my plans and ideas And just embrace the presence of the Lord. I just really needed to know I was loved. And for women that are coming out of that legalistic system where it's a workspace, I want you to know that you are loved, that you don't have to earn God's love. He loved you before the foundation of the earth, so much so that he went and died a criminal's death on the cross. He did that knowing everything that you did do and everything that you would do, and he still chose you. And so with open arms, choose him back, surrender it all to him and know that he is a God of liberation and a God of healing and a God of reconciliation and just allow his peace and his love and his comfort to wash over you and then get ready for where he's going to call you because he's going to call you to action He's going to call you to faith steps and you can hold on to knowing that he's got you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. So you can take those faith steps where he's calling you in bold confidence, not in yourself, but in who he is.
1: Oh, that's so awesome. Yes, absolutely. And I know this firsthand. He does ask you to do crazy things when you come to him, like start podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Which is just so fun, but thank you so much for being here today. To be honest with you, this is exactly what I needed to hear today too. So thank you. I appreciate you being here. This was awesome. And, uh, yeah. And, and everybody, I just encourage you to just reach out, listen to her beautiful podcast. She's going to bring you up too. So it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Dang. Wasn't that a good one? Yes. So, if this really spoke to your heart today and you feel like it could really help somebody else, the biggest thing that you can do is to share this podcast with those who need it. So, go ahead and just hit the share button, send it on over to them, and hopefully it is able to you know just warm their hearts as well. And if you have not yet subscribed, hit subscribe because that way you will not miss the next episode which will be coming out this Monday. It's going to be a really good one. Uh, Also, I wanted to just invite you guys over to the Instagram. It is shelby.hosfield. So Instagram, shelby.hosfield. It's where all the fun stuff is happening and our Facebook group, which is Christian Women After Religion. If you guys want to comment, share, laugh, cry, all that good stuff with other women who you can relate to, build that community, that is the place to do it. All right. I'll see you guys next time.